Yes, the sound of a Dalek driving a combine harvester means that it's time once again for the John Dredge Nothing To Do With Anything show, or as I like to call it. Let me introduce you to this week's guest stars. On my left is actor, goat herd and geometry specialist G. Reg Haste. That's Greg Haste, actually. Ah, sorry about that, Greg, and hello. Sincere and profound apologies accepted, John, and hello to you too, in fact. And on my right is acclaimed actress Anna Worthington, currently appearing in The Shoe and the Other Shoe at the Old Vic, a role that I expect required a fair amount of preparation. Why haven't you asked me what I'm appearing in? All right, Greg... What are you appearing in at the moment? Nothing. Well, Anna, it's lovely to have you on the show. It's lovely to have me on the show as well. Quiet and down, please, G. Reg. This week's show, we'll be having... I don't think much of this opening music, John. I beg your pardon? I've thought of a much better theme song for you, John. I'm going to sing it now. Are you ready? One, two, three, four, five. Go. It's the nothing to do with anything show. It's got a lot of information about crockery in it, you know. So if you're looking for crockery info on your radio, listen to the nothing to do with anything show, please. That was very good indeed, Greg, apart from the tune and the words. What's wrong with the words? Well, for a start, this show doesn't have any information about crockery in it. Of course it has. You're always going on about it. Oh, hold on a minute. John, hold on. I think I'm getting your programme mixed up with the Don Bredge Everything to Do with Crockery show on Radio 3 Extra. You should listen, John. It's most entertaining. Quiet him down, Greg, and let me address the ladies and gentlemen. Who? Today's programme comes with a special free gift, an exclusive nothing-to-do-with-anything show hat stand, which every listener will be receiving in tomorrow's post a week on Tuesday. Stand by your letterboxes. Not too near them, though. Can I have a hat stand, John? They've already been dispatched, I'm afraid. Typical. Do you know how many hats I've got, John? Thirty-nine. Exactly. And just think how many of them could have been properly arranged by the... Hold on. How did you know I had thirty-nine hats? I used the new KTEL hatometer. Find out how many hats your friends have today. It's new from KTEL. You're always mentioning KTEL products on your shows, John. I bet they pay you loads of money. Thank you, Greg. I bet you get a lot of backhanders, don't you, John? And exactly how much do you declare to the taxman? That's what I'd like to... The new KTEL giant catapult... Gets rid of unwanted pests, guests and Gregs. I'm back again, John. Thanks to the new Kate Hell Pogo Stick, available in a variety of flavours. Uh, now, John, when are we going to do some sketches? I didn't go to RADA for nothing, you know. You didn't go to RADA for something either, though, did you? No, that's true. Perhaps we should have some music while I work out exactly why I did go to RADA. Well, here I am sitting in my living room. Whatever's going to happen next, I wonder. Excuse me, sir, is this your house? You obviously weren't listening to the radio officer. I just said that it was. Can I ask you why you've built it in the middle of the M1? Certainly, officer. Why have you built your house in the middle of the M1? Well, I'm a bit of a car fanatic and I like to look at all the different cars as they speed past my window. It'll have to come down, sir. But, officer, do you know how difficult it was to build this house here? 
I was almost killed more than 40,000 times. I can be certain of that because I calculated it on the new KTEL near-deathometer. Find out how many times you've almost been run over while constructing a detached three-bedroom house in the middle of one of the country's busiest motorways with the new KTEL near-deathometer. 40,000. KTEL products may be useful in that respect, sir, but nevertheless, I must insist... Excuse me, officer, now there's someone at the back door. Ah, it's my brother, Crazy Eric. How are you today, Eric? Well, I've got elbows and lampposts in my teapot. The usual, really. Oh, Crazy Eric. You certainly are a bit of a crazy person, aren't you? Bibble. And who's this at the side door, I wonder? Ah, it's my good friend, Leonard Aircraft. Hello, John. What a lovely house you've got here in the middle of the M1. It was relatively easy to find. Now, hold on a moment. Can we just hold it there for a moment, please? Why am I not in this sketch? I didn't feel any of the parts were suitable for you, Greg. Not suitable? I could have easily played any of these hapless comedy characters, John. If you're not going to use me, I might as well go home. I see what you mean. Well, cheerio then, Greg. Wait a minute, John. Don't be so hasty. Well, don't you be so Greg hasty. <laughs> there must be at least one part I can play in this sketch. I can walk through a door as haplessly as anybody. There's nobody more hapless than me. I've got less hap than you've had hot dinners. In actual fact, Greg, you are in this sketch. Am I? Oh, well, uh, I must apologise, John. I take back all the awful things I've said about you. What exactly have you been saying about me? Nothing, John. But if ever I do say something awful about you, I'll take it straight back and probably ask for a refund as well. Or exchange it for a record token. Do you want to carry on with this sketch or not, Greg? Yes, John. Sorry, John. Right. Now I can't begin to imagine who this is at the other front door. Yes, man! I've come to read your meter. But you only read it yesterday. I know, Chief, but I only read part of it and I want to see how it ends. Ah, now I know who this is at the door that's slightly to the left of the third front door on the right. I can see him from here. Yes, it's my old friend, Greg Haste. Greg, how are you? Hello, John. It's lovely to be here. It really is. I've been waiting for ages. I really have, John. It's absolutely splendid to be here. Now, wait a moment. Wait one moment. You're playing me. Yes, I know. I wasn't sure whether you were suitable for the part. It is rather demanding. You'd better write me into something soon or there'll be trouble. T-R-U-I-B-L-S-F. Trouble. Calm down, Greg, dear. Have a hold all. Thanks. I needed that. You'll be in a sketch soon enough, Greg. Really? No, not really. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Time now for our regular nature feature, Old Bits of Bark, where we look at interesting pieces of tree debris sent in by you, our listeners. To start proceedings, here's our first Old Bit of Bark. one of only two classical composers ever to be named after a tree there. The other one, of course, being Wolfgang Amadeus Twig. First of all, today we have a letter from Derek Airplanes of Nardenshire, who writes, Dear John, I enclose an old bit of bark I found while walking in the woods. Look, 
John, I've got a much better idea for a feature than this. Not again. It's called Spot the Spatula. What? Spot the spatula. I hide a load of spatulas in different places and ask listeners to come down to the studio and guess where they are. I've already invited the first contestant. You've done what? He should be here any minute. Hello, Greg. I'm here to play Spot the Spatula. Ah, yes. Come in, come in. Would you like a drink? Oh, yes, please. That's a shame. We haven't got any. Now then. Narden. Uh, sorry. Narden. What's your name and what do you do for a living? My name's Bernard Helicopters and yes. I've worked in the same shoe shop for 28 years. Uh-huh. It's quite interesting yes. work. You have to make sure all the shoes are kept tidy oh, really? and that you've got enough of each type of shoe. Very good. Then there's the well, pricing and stock well, taking and general staff management, of course. Yes. It's quite interesting yes. to look at all the, the different game. types mm-hmm. of shoes that come in mm-hmm. and Very which good. ones sell yep. the best. Yes. We also use so, up a lot of shoe mm-hmm. horns and shoe but, trees, mm-hmm. so we're always putting in orders yes. for new ones. Mm-hmm. We get really? all different types yes. of people. People who yes. want different types of shoes. I'm not really interested. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, Bernard, you're just 30 seconds away from winning this week's big, big prize if you can spot the spatula. <laughs> luck, Bernard. I'm afraid you didn't manage to spot the spatula. It was, of course, tucked away in Barbados. Barbados? Yes, I flew over specially last week. Using up the budget for the entire series, I shouldn't wonder. No need to wonder, John. I spent every penny. That'll be the next contestant. Hello, I'm here to play Spot the Spatula. I must say, you look remarkably similar to the previous contestant. Yes, I'm his brother, Mervyn Helicopters. I see. Have you any interesting hobbies, Mervyn? I take photographs of the ground. Whatever for? Mind your own business. All right. Calm down, Mervyn, dear. Have a hold all. Ah, I needed that. Now, you're just 30 seconds away from winning this week's big, big prize if you can spot the spatula. It's under the table. Well done, Mervyn. And you won this week's big, big prize of 400 cows. But I don't want 400 cows. Well, you've got 400 cows. And I have the legally binding contract you signed before the show in which you accept full responsibility for their welfare in the event of you spotting the spatula. So take them back to Scunthorpe with our love, Mervyn, and God bless. I'm so glad I managed to get shot of those cows, I can tell you, John. Thank you for agreeing to be interviewed for this vacancy at such short notice, Mr Phillips. How was your journey? Absolutely terrible. I had to walk all the way from Catford. But we're in Catford. We are now. But how do I know this firm isn't about to up sticks and move to Lewisham or somewhere equally impenetrable? I can assure you that we're not moving anywhere, Mr Phillips. They said that about the Glastonbury Festival. As far as I'm aware, that hasn't moved either. Yes, it did. It moved to Basildon. But the organisers saw sense and moved it back again before anyone noticed. 
Well, if we could start by... I wouldn't mind if your company moved nearer to my house, though. In fact, there's plenty of room in my garage if you were interested. Or you could have the spare room. Mind you, if you lot were in there, the room wouldn't be spare, would it? I'd have to rename it for a start. Yes, um, if we could start by looking at your CV, Mr Phillips. Certainly. Uh, as long as this job interview doesn't suddenly relocate to Market Harbour or somewhere else that's impossible to get to. It's not impossible to get to Market Harbour, Mr Phillips. Isn't it? Well, how do people get there, then? By train. Ah, well, that explains it. I don't use trains. They're filthy. You never know where they've been, unless you look at the timetable, which I don't. Horrible things, timetables, covered in numbers. And trains are always delayed, aren't they? Once I sat on a train for six months before they told me it was out of service, by which time I'd completely missed countdown. You can get there just as easily by car. I never use cars, either. Do you know how many people are killed on the roads every day? Forty-eight million in Sitcup alone. I just hope you've no plans to move to Sitcup, that's all. Forgive me if what I'm about to say sounds a little out of turn, Mr Phillips, but I've really no idea why you'd want to consider becoming a travelling salesman in the first place. Yes? Yes, man! I've come to sort out your boiler, Gov. Through here, is it? Yes, but I'm actually in the middle of an interview right now. Don't worry, I'll find it myself. Could you come back later, perhaps? It's just that it might prove a little distracting. Don't mind me, Chief. You just carry on. I'll be as quiet as an Egyptian ring-tailed panther monkey. I don't think I've ever heard one of those. Well, no, you wouldn't, would you? That's how quiet they are. Very well. Yes, as I was saying, Mr Phillips, under the circumstances, it seems that your personal prejudices may preclude you somewhat from performing the duties of a travelling salesman to a standard considered adequate enough by this company. Um, excuse me. Are you absolutely sure you know what you're doing? Oh, yes. It should be all right now. Due to the unexpected destruction of the building, this sketch will now continue in next week's show, which will come to you from our brand new studios in Market Harbour. What did I tell you? Time wasters. Hi folks, it's Boris Johnson, our national genius. Personally inviting you to get on down. To and the, the sound of Boris Johnson tap dancing with a horse tells us that we've come to the end of another Nothing to Do with Anything show. I'd like to thank producer Richard Cray, barrister Elmo Glitch, and the show's very own petrol pump attendant, Banshee Holding Prawn. And so, until next time, from all of us here... Wait a moment, John, I think you're forgetting something, or... Should I say, someone? I don't think so, Greg. You don't think there's one more person you ought to thank? Oh, yes, of course. How silly of me. I would also like to thank acclaimed actress Anna Worthington for being on this week's show. Oh. And so until next time, from all of us here... For heaven's sake. Oh.